Hi, this is Ed Pullen, your host on the Bird Baiter Podcast, where birders talk birding. And this morning, I'm recording from the balcony outside my hotel room. You can hear the house sparrows chirping and the motorcycles driving by. We've had a great last couple of days. Uh, the day before yesterday, we headed to the High Atlas Mountains, where our guest Mohammed took us to the mountain. Our guest, our guide Mohammed, and Michael, our uh, tour tour leader, uh, came along, of course. And we went to the Valley du Wakamaden or something like that, which is a ski resort at 8,600 feet in the High Atlas. And from the parking lot at 8,547 feet, we walked mostly uphill seven miles through the course of the day for the eBird tracker and we had a terrific day uh, despite wicked fog. The fog was just rolling in and there were times when you could barely, barely see in front of you. Check out my blog post on birdbanner.com and you'll see a photograph of our uh, in-country guide Muhammad standing on a rock about 30 feet away. You can barely see him in the fog. But despite that, it was a really good day. We had terrific looks at a rock, a rufous-tailed rock thrush, which is a pretty uncommon bird. We saw both cloughs uh, and uh, had, a, had a really nice day. But yesterday was the highlight of the trip for me so far. We came, we left Maharesh and uh, drove towards Agadir on the coast. The coast is more what I expected Morocco to be like. De- sandy soil, scrub thorn, uh, dry, dry, dry stuff. Uh, and we had terrific birds. I got to 1,500 on my life list yesterday. My 1,499th bird uh, was Northern Bald Ibis, which is one of the rarest birds in the world. It was near extinction uh, oh, three or four decades ago when they, uh, they've sanctioned off a preserve where it was breeding, and the bird has made a really nice comeback from around 60 birds total in the world, uh, upwards of 1,000 birds now. And we saw, I think, 47 of them yesterday really a spectacular bird a big black ibis with a bald head and a reddish face just a you know ugly from human terms but a beautiful bird uh, very nice uh, something flying around and uh, uh, looking for lizards in the desert not what you think of an ibis is doing but that's what the ibises here were doing uh, from there we headed to a river mouth where we saw Medi- where we saw Adjuwain's gull again one of the most rare gulls in the world they're a, a, a light-backed large gull here, which sets them aside from the common gulls, yellow-legged and lesser black-backed. And uh, the adult, we saw two adults with uh, their red, blood-red bills and four juveniles. So it was really pretty nice for my 1,500 species in the world. Uh, added uh, ruddy shell duck after that uh, and kept right on going. It was just a, another really nice walk from there. Uh, my buddy Bruce, Bruce Labar, who leads trips for Washington Seabirds, you can hear him in podcast episode three and uh, about Washington Seabirds on the episode with Bill White. but Bruce is a leader there and just loves sea watches and pelagic birds. So we set up for a couple of hours on a, on a cliff over on a point uh, jutting out into, the, out into the ocean and uh, pelagics fly nearby that area. We got to see uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of northern gannets. Uh, but not too much else. We did get one single Balearic shearwater, which was recently split from Manx shearwater, uh, and that was a, a good tick, although it was a distant look. And Bruce found a uh, great skua, uh, but nobody else could get on it. It was way high in the air, far away. Crazily, only th- two of us brought scopes on this trip. Michael, the leader, has one. Bruce and I have scopes, and the other... Uh, seven participants didn't bring spotting scopes, so 
it's been uh, a, a lot of scope sharing, but at a Sea Watch, you can't really share scopes because you're looking at a bird flying by in the air and you can't give up the scope and let somebody else look at it because it's gone by then. So uh, those of us who brought scopes were the winners at the Sea Watch. Uh, and uh, from there, we uh, made a few other stops, but it was just uh, really nice. The other cool thing about being here is that this part of the coast of Morocco is the area where Moroccans go to the beach. Uh, so the middle class, upper class Moroccans come here and vacation. So it's palm trees on the, on the uh, next to the beach, big beaches, uh, young people playing soccer, a little bit of basketball, a lot of people making sand castles, families walking around. You get to see that, you know, the Islamic faith, they, they like to play just like the, any other faith or lack of faith. Go to the beach, have fun with their families. It's a really cool place. So we had a really nice time there and had a great hotel again with good food. So I'm eating well, having fun, traveling nicely, and just overall having a great trip so far. So stay tuned for more no-edit, one-take podcast episodes from Morocco. Until then, good birding, good day.